Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. atmosphere in the room was hard to explain. Of course, Kaelin had been in similar situations before. Hell, he'd been in the centre of these situations before, but it was still different. The arena itself had an air of excitement that crackled around it and up through the viewing rooms. Kaelin wasn't sure whether it was natural or magically added to amp up the audience ready for the main event. But in this room? In this room it was quiet. The familiar tang of silent remembrance for those lost. It didn't help that Lynn had never mentioned any of his family's names before. Let alone the sibling that he held in such regard. Ro. It was obviously a family that liked short names, and Kaelin couldn't help but wonder what his younger brother had been called. Not that he would ask right now. Lynn had already given him more than enough, more than he ever would have expected him to give. They sat in comfortable silence for a while, that same silence that Kaelin had gotten used to over the weeks of knowing Lynn. It would have been almost relaxing if it wasn't for the dark cloud that had settled over them conflicting with it. After a minute or so, Lynn's ears perked up just in the corner of Kaelin's vision, the ends swivelling ever so slightly the way that his mother's did when she was trying to hear something quiet or far away. It's about to begin, Lynn said in excitement, and Kaelin was glad for the distraction as a very attractive Asimar stepped into the ring. She was tall, long, gold-tipped brown wings spread out behind her. Kaelin couldn't help but rake his eyes up and down her body, shifting a little in his seat. Ladies, gentlemen, and those who are not quite either. She spoke, and her voice appeared in the room as if she were sat right between them. Welcome to the pit. We have a number of competitors competing today, her words faded into the background of Kaelin's attention as their food appeared on the table in front of them, and he shuffled forward to dish it out between the two of them. The portions were much, much bigger than he thought they would be, more than enough for them to taste all of the dishes on offer. He couldn't help but notice that Lynn hadn't chosen any food that Kaelin himself didn't like, and tried not to read too far into it. His attention was stolen again as he sat forward to eat some of the food, and a large crash echoed around the arena. He sat up straighter, staring at the floor below him in curiosity. Four people were stood in the middle of the arena, pumping up the crowd with so much excitement he found it hard to believe that they were about to take on a gruelling battle. 
The half-orc woman stood furthest away from them, but Caelan could still see her banging the pommel of her sword against her shield in a steady rhythm. The halfling next to her was joining in with the music, grinning up at her as she played along on a small fiddle. Closer to Caelan, he could see a wood elf wielding a warhammer that looked much bigger than what she should be able to pick up, let alone swing around. She was holding it above her head, showboating as another halfling identical to the first one danced around her legs. As far as Caelan could tell, she wasn't carrying any weapons at all, which could be right. If she was a magic user, that could make sense, he supposed, but he was certainly excited to find out. Before his very eyes, the arena started to move and shift, rocky outcroppings sprouting from the floor while somehow still keeping the line to the competitors clear and free for Caelan to watch. They continued their performance undeterred, and he knew it had to be an illusion, had to be some kind of magic, but it looked so real it made him wonder just how solid those rocks were. His answer came a moment later, as the tail of a large animal caught his eye as it slithered in front of the window and headed towards the performers. His eyes darted towards the competitors in the middle, wondering if they'd even seen it. There it is. Do you think they... He spoke out loud, looking over at Lynn and noticing he was already busy sketching, eyes darting between the arena and the paper on his lap. No, no. Look at the elf's ears, came the response almost monotonous as he focused on his tarts. Caelan looked back over and, sure enough, her ears were pricked up high to the sky and twitching slightly. She must have picked up something because a moment later she roared and everything pounced into action at once. The bard's song finished and a second later the elf suddenly doubled in size, mid-stride towards the creature before another song started up almost instantaneously. The other halfling pulled two rapiers from seemingly nowhere, smirking to herself before appearing to blink out of existence. The half-orc yelled almost as loud as the elf, and a shimmering golden shield appeared around the people in the arena. They were obviously a very well-oiled machine. Caelan couldn't help but start shuffling in his seat, looking around to try and see more of the creature to try and identify it. It looks like a snake, but not... Why, he mused out loud, not really wanting to disturb Lynn before the elf interrupted him quickly. It's an Ecdian, native to the Atasol Peaks, hence the style of the arena. They start off with easier creatures before amping it up as the rounds go on, he responded, eyes almost flicking between the two points of his focus they were moving so fast. This is an easier creature? Caelan asked, suddenly more than a little glad he was up here rather than down there with them. Lin's only response was a nod, and Caelan decided to stop distracting him from the reason he was here. In the arena, things had started heating up. The bard stood off in the back of the arena, and Caelan could barely see her from behind the column she was hiding behind. She kept playing her violin, song unnaturally finding Caelan's ears easily. Every so often, bursts of visible magic would emerge from her towards the other three fighters, some of them Caelan knew, and some he'd never seen before. The elf was systematically smashing out the rocks that protected the snake's back with her warhammer. Each crash echoed around the arena, almost providing a beat for the bard's song. The snake didn't even seem to reel from the blows, the armour obviously important but completely unfeeling. 
As soon as any flash was revealed, the other halfling popped up from seemingly nowhere, her swords flashing in the light as they slashed across its scales and allowed blood to well up from below. The two of them worked in perfect sync, almost dancing around each other as they worked methodically along the snake. Kaelin was already on the edge of his seat when it happened. The swordswoman flickered back into invisibility for a second, before the snake's tail whipped around in the direction where she had been. The woman reappeared as the predictable happened. The snake was large, bound in muscle, and she was... tiny. She flew across the arena, flipping in mid-air before slamming full force into the wall opposite Kalen with a sickening crunch. He couldn't help but stand up in concern, some part of his body willing himself closer, but the window in front of him separated him from the action. The elf in the arena screamed even louder, ears pinned back as she spun her warhammer around more and more ferociously. The other halfling paused in her song for just a moment before her song changed tune quickly, magic pouring out from the instrument and surrounding the last woman on the field. The half-orc sprinted to where the halfling had fallen, the glow from the bard's magic mixing with her own as she moved. The golden inlay of her shield, a symbol of a god that Kaelin didn't recognise, started to pulsate with some sort of holy light. She skidded to a halt, dropping down to her knees as the light started to spill from her hands into the small body beneath her. Kaelin half wanted to look at Lynn, wanting to see if he was as on an edge as he himself was, but he couldn't tear his eyes off what was happening in front of him. Logically, he knew that she would be okay. He'd seen people perform rituals like this over and over again. The halfling would get up, slightly groggy from the magic, and be fighting fit in a couple of minutes. But that didn't stop the adrenaline flooding his system. It was like reading a book, and you knew what was happening, and you knew everything would be okay at the end, because that's how books worked. No matter how much you told yourself that, though, your heart still sped up, and you still started to sweat. But he had been right, of course. After a few moments of the spell, the woman awoke, sitting up slowly before shaking her head fast, clapping the half-orc on the back and getting straight back into the fight. <sighs> the fight didn't last long in the grand scheme of things. Definitely not as long as Kaelin had expected it to. The team all worked so well together, moving as if they were one body instead of four separately. Kaelin hadn't ever really fought as part of a team. He had always preferred fending for himself, but... He'd only ever seen people move like that once. As the snake lay dead and the team celebrated between themselves, Kaelin finally sat back on the sofa and looked over to Lynn. He had filled a whole sheet of paper with small sketches, images that the half-elf recognised from the battle that they had just witnessed. The half-orc shoving her shield in front of the bard, stopping a stray rock the snake had kicked up from bowling her over. The swordswoman upside down in the air, back arched as she flipped over the snake to rake the blade across its back. The wood elf midway through bringing the hammer down on the snake's head, delivering the final blow. So, what happens now? Kaelin asked, pulling his feet up and tucking them under himself on the sofa. Oh, you get the other teams taking similar challenges until everyone is gone, and then the teams left standing go on to round two. 
Lin said absentmindedly, turning his paper over to get a clean sheet before starting to stretch his arms to loosen them up before he had to draw again. Not with the fighting, with your drawings. Lin's ears shot up in surprise for a moment before returning back to normal as a small smile broke across his face. Um, well, I take these home and I put them in my folder of references. Then I choose the ones I like the best and make them into bigger drawings, or maybe even full paintings, depending on how I'm feeling, he answered, and Caelan would have had to be even more unobservant to miss the blush that spread across his cheeks. So you're going to sketch everyone, Caelan asked, reaching over to grab some food while everything had quietened down in the ring. Maybe. Depends on the aesthetic. I tend to draw everyone and then decide later. Better than not sketching someone I really want to draw later on, Lin responded, leaning forward to take some of his own food and smiling as soon as it was in his mouth. He chewed and swallowed before continuing back with his work. The afternoon continued on in the same fashion, six more teams entering the arena. Some seemed nervous about what was about to happen, but most were showboating and confident about their chances. Kaelin couldn't help but notice the ones more nervous about competing tended to get a better chance of going through. It was a rollercoaster of emotions throughout the afternoon, from the elation of victories to the absolutely crushing defeats, with more and more defeats as the afternoon went on. As the sun started to set above the stadium, either naturally or unnaturally, the final two teams entered the arena for the finale. The first team that had fought the rock snake was there, their clothes slightly torn even though they smiled just as brightly and danced just as excitedly as they had in all of their previous rounds. The other team was larger, six bulky men who had seemed to fight their way to the final through pure strength and violence alone. Kalen didn't really need to watch the fight to know who was going to win this one. His father had always told him that tactics would win above pure strength any day of the week. Lin had finished with most of his sketching and was relaxing back on the sofa with him, legs up on a small footstool and arm wrapped around Kaelin's shoulders. He hadn't really gotten too excited the entire time, a product of seeing hundreds of these fights, Kaelin supposed. The superior teamwork of the original team was more than enough to take them through the finale easily. Even though they were outnumbered and, by all intents and purposes, outgunned, the way they moved around each other almost like a dance was unbelievable. One of the men was knocked out on the floor almost immediately, with the bard and the cleric switching between support magic and attacking the other team for the first time in the competition. In the end, it was a hard-fought fight, and a well-deserved win for the women. They ended the fight panting and injured, but victorious. Kalen was left sat at the front of his seat, grinning as he looked back at Lynn. They fought well, didn't they? He asked excitedly as the arena was cleared, ready for what Lynn promised was an exciting award ceremony. One of the best I've seen in a while, Lynn replied with a smile, still not really sitting up from his reclined position. You don't get many bards in here, weirdly. You'd think that they'd want to show off, he chuckled, reaching over to poke Kaelin's elbow gently. Oh really? Kaelin responded, giggling back as he ate a couple of grapes that were still on the plate. You ever see me show off like that? Not all bards need to be the centre of attention at all times, you know. 
Lin blushed a little, ears ticking down for a second before he smiled nervously. You know, you're right. I haven't really seen you cast magic at all. Kaelin thought for a moment, folding one leg under him as he looked over at Lin. I used light magic all the time, and I had to kill those guys who attacked... Well, yes. Lin interrupted, and Kaelin regretted it instantly. Lin hadn't really spoken about it since it happened. Kaelin had thought it was just the kind of thing that never came up in day-to-day conversation, but now he realised he didn't want to speak about it at all. But I haven't seen you really use magic, Lin continued, keeping a level stare at Kaelin as he did. It would be fun to see you properly. You know I do a lot of research into people's magic, it's weird that I've never tested yours out, right? Kaelin was quiet for a moment, thinking hard as he watched over him. There had been talk of it before. Lin had mentioned the tests he ran on people to test the limits of their magic, trying to further people's understanding of the arcane. He never wanted to ask whether his interest was because of Lin's own lack of magic. What exactly do your tests entail? He asked curiously, tilting his head as he tried desperately to make sure whatever Lin said next was the truth. A variety of things, Lin responded, keeping eye contact in a way that mostly assuaged Kaelin's nerves. How many times you can cast one spell over and over? How long you can maintain a spell while doing a variety of different tasks? Whether your magic depletes over time, specific bardic things like what level of magic you can do without a focus and what you need to hum for, sing for, use your dulcimer. Anything I test, I'll walk you through it all beforehand, though. Kaelin contemplated for a while longer, tapping his finger on his knee. And what do you use the results for? Lin shrugged, finally breaking eye contact to pick up his water and take a drink. Honestly? Probably just my curiosity. I might find something very interesting, though, at which point I might write a paper on it, or it might lead to further testing. I'll pay you the same as I pay the rest of my test subjects, don't worry. Kaelin sat back, turning back to the arena and watching as a stage was constructed before their very eyes, and a fancy-looking man in a black mask made his way to the centre of it to award the winners with the prize money. I'll think about it, he said finally after taking a deep breath. He knew, in all seriousness, that he was going to say yes. The money was good, and the company was good, and he trusted Lynn enough to drop it if he realised he didn't like it. But for now, there was an award ceremony to watch, and some good food to finish. 